What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Top of the List with your guys, RB. What's up? And Dom. What's up, everybody? Uh, coming at you now with a film review of a film that came out in March of 2021. Something we wanted to see, but busy time at work for both of us. So we weren't able to go see it in theaters, but we're grateful to HBO Max for bringing it to us now at home. Uh, this film, Nobody, that came out in March 2021, starring Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Connie Nielsen, RZA, Christopher Lloyd, amongst others. Uh, an action film, uh, definitely heavy on the action. That's what yeah. I think we can say about it's it. It's an action thrill ride, as they yeah. say. <laughs> and I think this is kind of the continuation of the series we started last week, right, Ryan? We're just going to go over movies that we missed out on in 2021. That's what we're going to do until there's a big movie release, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Something, you know, sometimes we'll talk about, we'll have review m movies that both of us enjoyed and the other will watch. But this time, this was something that neither of us were able to see. So yeah. happy to, to get to watch this. Uh, once again, thankful to HBO Max. Yeah, and, so find uh, it on HBO Max. Uh, let's start off by, let's just go with our scores. So yeah. um, I'll start off. Uh, I thought this was a really good movie. Um, it wasn't into that territory of other action movies I've seen before. As you guys know, uh, Ryan is a little bit less so of an action movie fan. He likes more dialogue-heavy story movies. Um, I don't mind an action movie if it's done well. One of my favorite recent action movies was John Wick, and this movie was kind of marketed as a John Wick-esque type of movie. Unfortunately, I don't think it lived up to John Wick. That was, in my book, an amazing movie because it actually had great action and a good story. This movie had great action, but the story was a little bit thin for me. So I'm gonna give it the score of seven, maybe seven and a half, um, but definitely not anything below seven or above seven. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely go with a seven for my score. This was a good movie, enjoyable, yeah. something I'd, you know, I'd probably catch if I had cable uh, on, you know, sci-fi channel or something, you know, right. a, you know late night TV that I'd, I'd be along for the ride. Nothing that, you know, I go back and rewatch again and right. again and again, but some good performances, definitely. Um, I think that solidified this as above that six okay territory and into the seven, the good range. Some awesome yeah. action sequences, an okay story. Um, so yeah, seven out of 10 for me. Yeah, I, I think let's, let's talk about the weakest part of the movie, which for me was the story. Yes. So uh, let, let me run this by you, Ryan. Have you seen John Wick at all? I have not. No. Okay, so you, so you still haven't seen that one. I still recommend to see those three movies. But the one thing that surprised me about John Wick when I went and saw it for the first time was, number one, it was a really deeply emotional film. You felt that emotional connection to the main character. And number two was they had this really great backstory around the main character and the world he's in. They created this world of assassins in John Wick that was believable. And that's what was, there was like this whole backstory and lore behind it. There's this hotel that everybody congregates at called the Continental, stuff like that. So that's what made John Wick so amazing and unique. This movie was very thin on the story. He had a very little bit of backstory that you only get to hear about two thirds through the movie, I'd say. And for me, the emotional connection for him going on this revenge path didn't hit me at all. I just felt like he was like, okay, I just feel like I need to go beat up these guys. What did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely what it was. I wanted more backstory on uh, Hutch, Hutch Me Mansell, too. who's our main character, played by Bob Odenkirk. Um, you know, but yeah, this was basically, the way they, they played this film out was he's 
uh, I mean, almost like he's a recovering alcoholic. I mean, they use yeah. the term multiple times. You know, you relapse into you know into your anger and whatnot. yeah. You know, he he tried to have the family life. We had the backstory. Yeah. Um, you know, he let someone go as an assassin and came back to check on him, thinking he'd fallen off the wagon again. He had a family and two kids, and that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to know more about his past. You know, we, we saw a little bit of the tattoo, and we had the old, like, Vietnam vet in the tattoo parlor who, like, immediately recognized it and thanked him for his service. And I was like, right. okay, what, what does the – I think it was two aces yeah. tattooed on his wrist. What, what does that mean? Never got explained, yeah. Yeah, so I just – I wanted to know more about that um, for sure. I also just – I struggle. I enjoyed Bob Odenkirk. But I struggled seeing him as, you know, Saul Goodman, yeah. sort of the opposite of an action hero. Right, to, right. To see him, he wasn't, I don't know if he was too believable as an action star. Okay, so his, you don't think his scenes were as believable as they could have been? Correct, especially, you know, seeing him sort of as that, in that auditor role as well. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not, I've never been a, a you know, special ops guy. RV, come on, man. Don't lie to I our viewers. You were a special ops. You were a Navy SEAL commando yeah. for the last five years, Ryan. And only when we started top of the list, you quit the, the life, Ryan. Something like that. But, not really. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I have been the other side, you know, he was right. an auditor. Yeah, um, which was, you know, he later explained what that term meant, but he was quite literally for his father-in-law's company, an accountant, an auditor. Right. And I have been on that side of, uh, <laughs> of the desk, so to speak. And I, I don't know, I have a hard time believing it's that easy to turn on and turn off. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with, with a casting role of someone like Bob Odenkirk, who I more believe to be an accountant, an auditor than yeah. a, a lean, mean killing machine. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Bob Odenkirk was pretty good in this movie, but you know, the, the stuff they gave him to work with, like, for example, that one scene where he has all those guys that he killed on sitting on the couch and he tells that backstory we were talking about. That scene was kind of cool, but, yeah. you know, yeah. he's a great actor, but you're right. I think that the action scenes were well-directed, well-choreographed, and they were very exciting, but you're right. I think the main reason why this movie couldn't go into the eight territory or above is because um, it just didn't have a believable action star like, Keanu Reeves, right? And John Wick, he's doing his own stunts. He's yeah. doing everything um, on camera, in screen. You know, he rarely uses a stunt double. He can do all this stuff with the guns actually himself. Um, Bob Odenkirk did a really great job with his stunts. I, I know that he did a decent majority of these stunts, but he also did have a stunt actor as well, of course. But, you know, I think that was one of the main limiting factors of the movie. But let's let's talk about something that I was actually surprised. Oh, you want to go on yeah. that? I, I was going to say... Um... I, I was going to put on one one more flaw that yeah. uh, you know, major flaw that I had with this film that I think can plague a lot of action films. Yes. I feel like, I mean, he, Bob Odenkirk had his family, but there wasn't much in his family. I just felt like there was, there was zero edge for him in this. He had no weakness. It, it, he's not going to get, he's not going to lose. You, you never felt at any point in this film that someone was going to overpower Hutch. Yes. And I thought that was a big flaw as well. It was like, okay, we know he's going to kick butt. It was a film that started off with a flashback, uh, okay, uh, a, yeah. a flash forward. And then the rest of the film is a flashback. So we know he's going to be alive by the end of the exactly. film. Exactly. I, I think that yes. took a lot of the tension, sucked the suspense yeah. right out of exactly. it. Cause you know, he's going to survive. Yeah. Um, if they had taken that part out, I think he would have been more believable and it would have been more like um, edge of your seat. Like you're saying, because like that, he is yeah. an old guy. 
he's an old guy. And in that first bus scene, he does kind of get beaten up with those first few guys that he fights, but right. But that's he's going to live so much more exciting if we didn't know he was going to live. Exactly. Yeah. So that was one major flaw. I'm glad you brought that up. Good, good eye on that, Ryan. Um, one thing that did surprise me though, if we're going to move into positives, uh, just a little bit, um, the soundtrack, I thought there was some really great tracks in this movie, especially the, the car chase, right? I really enjoyed the car chase scene where he's driving the, what was it? A Mustang and he's driving yeah, it through Pat Benatar. Yeah. Yeah. That was really great. That was really exciting. Heartbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah, liked it. Were, it kind of felt like a James Gunn sequence or something like that. I, out I of love there. that. I love the scene. You referenced the scene in the couch where he burns all the bodies and, and it's, uh, what a wonderful world. I thought Great. that was awesome cinematography too. We had the close up on the record catching fire. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was so awesome. yeah, definitely one of the positives was the uh was the soundtrack. Another positive, I think, were, were some of the supporting cast members uh, alongside totally. Bob Odenkirk. I really liked Alexei Serbiakov as uh Yulian. Yes, uh, our main I thought very good he was as a, a villain. Great, charismatic villain. Um very, I don't know maybe bond villain-esque um a little bit yeah where we have you know the open the introduction to him where he's singing the karaoke and then he comes out and you know, well you're <laughs> here to protect the what, what was it called the ob the ob shank yeah and he goes but we don't feel like you're protected you're singing up there and he goes and he just grabs one of the guys and breaks a martini glass and shoves it into his face and kills him with it yeah I mean, sort of the the debonair gentleman villain with with uh you know a crazy side i thought he was really good yeah, kind of a la uh, Mads Mikkelsen in Casino Royale or yep. Yep. Um, Javier Bardem in Skyfall. Kind of like that. I totally exactly. feel that, Ryan. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, as soon as I knew this, I found out this guy was in the movie when I was watching it. Um, Christopher Lloyd. He kind of was amazing in this movie. Excellent in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Playing uh, Hutch's father. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think Christopher Lloyd does, does a great job in everything. Oh, yeah. He's grown... I guess he's grown out of the, the Doc Brown role. Totally, but, yeah. But still, you get that vibe, sort of the, the mad old dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought he was great in this film. You know, a shotgun ex, uh, expert. and Yeah, I love the line yeah. that, uh, that Odenkirk gets in. He's like, Dad, you sure brought a lot of shotguns. You sure brought a lot of Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, he was excellent in this. Um, as well as, uh, you know, in a very small role, uh, RZA. Yeah. Yeah, showed up I, I, there at the end. I really loved him in this film. You know, we, we had his voice on the radio. And right. Sort of as uh, the, the guy in the ear, so to speak. But he shows up at the end. I really like him in this film. Yeah. Uh, small, small he was deadly with that sniper, sniper though, oh, when he had the silencer. Doubt. And then he took yeah. off the silencer and he went behind the back and killed the guy. That was pretty yeah. dope. Now, my small flaw with him in the film. Very small okay. flaw. He gets shot in that last scene and then he gets <laughs> like it's nothing. That kind of upset yeah. me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I was thinking. So that we're talking about this final scene. I don't know where he worked. I think it was maybe an auto shop or something like that. It was a, I, I think it was like a, a metal metallurgy. You know, they, metallurgy. They, they okay. Were like making like metal girders and whatnot, melting down the metal and putting it into girders and bars and pipes. Yeah. That his father-in-law had owned. Exactly. And, and kind of the final battle, it takes place in that, we'll just call it a factory or a business yeah, or something. Yeah. And warehouse, yeah. I, yeah. In the warehouse, that was a fantastic battle, but the one big flaw is like one of them gets hit once, right? Bob Unker right. got shot before he entered the, the warehouse. And then they have like, what, 
a dozen or more guys shooting at them and none of them get shot in the leg or, you know, nothing right. like well, that. I will, I will say one of the amazing parts of that scene and my favorite yeah. part of this film was actually the preparation before you see Odenkirk in the factory, you know, setting up all these traps. And then we get to that see him cool. go off, you know, you have the, the industrial crusher with the grenades that are setting him off. He's setting these rat traps, rat traps to fire off, um, to fire off shotgun shells as people open doors. I, I just thought there were some really excellent scenes there, including the final sequence where he has the the uh, explosive with the pole cord in his mouth yeah. and he runs with the with the blast glass. That yeah. was awesome. That was really cool. That was so awesome. And I think it's, you know, I'm glad they, you know, some action movies don't do this. And I love that this one stuck to the classic action roots. You know, before we were talking about, you know, it's kind of like in Die Hard, the classic tease, and then payoff, you know. Um, another thing that comes to mind is like in, in A Quiet Place, the, the nail on the stairs, the tease that the nail is pried up. Then later in the movie, they come back and boom, they step on the nail. That's the payoff. You know, in this movie, it was him setting up all these traps, the grenade and everything, teasing us. And then boom, in this final battle, we get the payoff, made the final battle a lot more effective. You're right, Ryan. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I think we both enjoyed this movie. This yeah. movie was, you know, Nothing more than a popcorn action flick. Um, yeah. I, I was. I think we both were hoping a little bit more, uh, hoping for a little bit more with it because right. there are certain action films that are so much more than this. Yes. Uh, but you know, all in all, we both enjoyed it. Yeah, totally. And you know, um, I think that it's safe to say we can recommend this to any action fans out there. But if you don't find yourself desiring to watch these kind of action, bloody gory movies, then you could stray away from this one. It's not a nine out of 10, you know, must see for anyone that likes movies. It's not on that level. It's just a good action movie if you're an action movie fan. So I think that's about it, unless there's anything else you want to leave off yeah, here. Yeah, no, I, actually something interesting that I was just reading about online. I don't know if you've read this, huh. but um, it was discussed from the, the showrunner or the uh, film creator from this, that there may be a potential uh, crossover with John Wick the John Wick franchise for nobody. And there were Easter eggs throughout. Wow. The um, That's I, cool. I didn't, I didn't catch that, but yeah, I didn't see uh, any, but yes, apparently it was announced uh, June of this, uh, this past year that they're already in the process of writing a sequel and a potential crossover with the John Wick series. Hey man, that could be cool. That could be really cool. Um, we'll see what happens. I know that they're making John Wick four right now. And I, I think they pushed it back a year. So it's not coming out this year or Maybe at the end of this year. I'm not 100% sure. But um, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the John Wick trilogy, watch that now so you can get ready for John Wick 4 later this year or next year. But um, with that said, um, I wanted to kind of just give a little tease for next week's episode here, Ryan. I think the movie that I at least want to watch, I don't know if you've heard anything about it, um, Nightmare Alley. Have you heard about that one? I have, yeah. Uh, Del Toro, right? Del Toro, yeah. And, you know, he's, if for you, those of you who don't know Guillermo Del Toro, he wrote Shape of Water, um, Pam's Labyrinth, all kinds of uh, great horror movies like that. Um, as far as I know, Nightmare Alley isn't a horror movie. It's more of a thriller or even like a yeah, noir. Psych psychological uh, thriller, I think, from what, yeah. what it seems in, in the trailers. Yeah, and it's a, it's a remake of a 1947 film um, as well that was, you know, about, it's, goes inside the life of the, the carnies, so to speak, carnival workers, but, you know, with some sinister turns. Yeah, so I, I think that one just hit when nobody came out on HBO Max. It also oh, was added perfect. on HBO yeah. Max. So um, I think that we'll continue this HBO Max streak. I hope 
our listeners have HBO Max so they can watch these movies with us. But uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good one. And then after that, uh, hopefully uh, the hunt for or not what the hunt, um, what's it called? Uh, Boba Fett, the Boba Fett yeah. show. Yeah, um, the Boba Fett. That one should be wrapping up in a couple weeks and we'll give you the full season review when that concludes. Um, trying to avoid spoilers myself, but you know, have you watched any of the Boba Fett episodes yet? I have not started. I'm waiting okay. for everything to come out so I can sit and watch it in like one weekend. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think now they're past the halfway point. So I might start to get on it a little bit, um, and start watching the first few. So, um, you guys can look forward to that. And then next week, um, are you cool with watching nightmare alley and then talking about it on top yep. of the list? That's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So you can look forward to that, everybody, all of our listeners. We're talking Nightmare Alley next week. Um, why don't you take us out, RB? Yep. So thanks for listening to another episode of Top of the List, guys. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. Spotify will remind you again. You can leave comments now. So please uh, let us know, you know in the comments you know, what you thought and anything you'd like us to review. But beyond that, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, for Dom, this is RB. Uh, we'll see you next week.